0: to share that link.
1: This is the Ring of Honor, a.k.a. Shane T. boy, the baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. This is Mr. Anderson. This is good old JR. Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three
2: Counts. Pover! We got the it! world champion! That might be one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen. in my life. Knockouts and three counts. This is the podcast dating time Knockouts in Three Counts
0: starts now.
1: Woo! What up, though? I have survived 4th of July weekend, and I didn't get my ass kicked inside the chains. I just got my ass kicked by my allergies, but I can still talk. This is Knockouts in Three Counts. Fuck, I'm just glad to be off work. How are you guys doing today?
3: (laughs) Much better.
2: I love Uh, his intros, dude. (laughs) 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 Oh, I didn't kill somebody at the post office.
3: Thank you Uh, again for not killing anyone at the post office.
1: Uh, I mean, I've definitely thought about it. If you guys are, uh, as you guys (laughs) tune in, let us know what you guys were doing for uh, 4th of July weekend. Let us know what you guys got into. What'd you guys think? All the shows. Did you watch the UFC? Did you watch Money in the Bank? Did you watch uh, Against All Odds from Impact? I mean, there was a lot of shit to watch and there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about so oh, yeah. i figure deathmatch circus since the thumbnail to this whole thing says welcome to the circus i figure that's probably a good place for uh, us to start and i mean with what you're rocking on your head today it looks like you might have just come out the circus <laughs>
3: <laughs> they'll never take yeah, that's
1: that's the prizey one for playing one
4: of
2: the games yeah dude <laughs> it's hey, a whatever, normal day right? i ain't completely mad at you chase's world right there that's that's an everyday get up right there yeah
1: from the cane to the to the to the cat suit man he's he's ready to go <laughs> so with with that being said like i said we're starting to talk about uh deathmatch circus um shout out to rpw and uh icw no holds barred definitely great shows um, it was good to see our buddy d in there with a oh. hockey stick that had thumbtacks and explosives on it. And uh, let's just say if him and Claude Lemieux had that when they were fighting on the ice, I think you might have seen a global catastrophe. But, uh, yeah, man, what were your guys' thoughts on uh, the Deathmatch Circus? Again, if any of you guys are watching, let us know. If you guys went through to the Deathmatch Circus, Uh, what was your favorite stuff? What were your favorite moments? Let us know.
3: Um, you know as a wrestler, like it's so nice to be able to get away and have a weekend with your friends just to enjoy wrestling and not have to worry about your performance and Death Met Circus is the perfect atmosphere. It's for just letting all the BS go and genuinely enjoying yourself. You're looking around there's there's a there's a rainbow on one side, there's a sunset on the other. people are drinking, people are smoking, people are smiling and people are bleeding. And uh, you have all types of uh, life happening around you. And it it was genuinely the best time. Um, I'm so glad that my people got to come up with us. And um, that's how I'll start. I I would like to start this discussion off with the atmosphere because the atmosphere really was amazing. It was a party vibe. That's You're only going to get that from a thing like Deathmatch Circus. Hanging out with guys like, like D-Mac. Hanging out with the promoters, the wrestlers, the fans. It was just good vibes all
2: around. And a great wrestling, of course.
3: What do what you guys think?
2: I don't great know, j What do
1: you think? First that was impression. my first
2: time. Look, that was my first time at Circus, bro. That was, honestly, it was just something special. Like you said, the vibe there, it was a party vibe. Everybody was together, man. I got to meet new people, meet some People that listen to the show Donald, I got to meet Donald for the first time. Ooh, um, piss Donald. jug guy was there, which was fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, so, guy. what the hell is actually
1: in the piss jug? Can we? It, does anyone yeah, know could, what's could really in the piss jug?
0: I
2: do
3: know it's tea. It's uh, some of that Pontiac tea, and we're not allowed to talk about that.
2: Oh my god! <laughs> that special I I, Pontiac special tea. Special, special tea. But yeah, no. man. Like yeah. I said, the vibe was great. There was a damn pig roast on Saturday. Like, what more could you ask for? Like, like, like Uncle Chase said, you got a beautiful sunset on one side, you got the rainbow on the other side, and right in the middle, pure fucking violence. Like, what, what more can you ask for? It was great. What's your first yeah,
1: impression, Kyle? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. At first, I really didn't know what to expect. Obviously, this was my first uh trip down to the circus, and when. I was a lot happier to realize that even though we were totally in the sticks, um, I realized that it wasn't such a far drive home, which was great, especially considering how everything ended. As far as the over uh, the overall experience of it, it was cool, man, because everybody was just there to have a good time. It was cool right. to kick it with DMAC for a bit. Um, that was the first ICW show that I've gotten to go to in person. I'm a big fan of the chains. I think I think that that's. Uh, I think that's pretty badass. Uh speaking of Danny Demento, uh Donald, shout out to him versus uh past guest of the show Randy West. Oh um my gosh. they fucking destroyed each other. um oh man. They no call her the toughest to broad that. for a reason. So uh I'm just saying if you haven't already done so, you heard Uncle Chase, make sure you check that shit out on IWTV. Um, I highly would recommend that. Um Another thing that I really liked is uh, I've said it multiple times on the show, something I've been working on to try to bring to the show. Um, I enjoyed seeing John Wayne Murdoch. I usually enjoy most of his matches. It was great to see Joel Bateman, although J Bone still is had an unsuccessful Uh, try to pay up on his end of the shoey. I'm I'm just saying. No, no, you had your chances, and me and Chase saw it. I think you were no, 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 I, I no.
2: Can, I, can, I, can, I can now successfully <laughs> say I am being ducked by the Joe Bateman.
3: Yeah. J-Bone, the most feared man in Michigan, being, uh, by being ducked by Joe Bateman. No, in all actuality,
2: I got to give the guy credit. He didn't want to do it until he was completely done. They didn't get done until probably six. Well, he was gonna, He's supposed to fight fair. Tommy
1: Vendetta. So Hey, and speaking players of the fair, man. man. Danny Demento, shout out to you guys oh, for um, the Deathmatch Circus. Definitely my first time out to an ICW show. Danny, if you're listening to this, dude, we definitely would uh, love to have you come on the show and suit some shit with us coming soon. And uh, I guess now's as good a time as any since i I did say that there was going to be some kind of a surprise from the Deathmatch Circus. And uh, yeah, so there is one of those. Um, for any of you guys who are watching that this Thursday, nine p.m. Uh, You guys might want to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already done so, because we will be joined by one Dale Patricks. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him on the show. Big fan of The Entrance. Obviously, everybody on here knows that I'm a Metallica mark. We'll definitely have to get into that and talk with him about that and see what his top favorite Metallica songs. If you guys go back and check out our episode with Mecca Wolf. one one half of your nwa tag team champions you know we got into a whole thing with uh him about metallica being that his first name in wrestling was hammett after kirk hammett so like i said if you guys are new here there's a lot of good shit for you guys to go back and see and again like i said danny Demento, you're more than welcome sir but uh yeah with that being said donald's asking what was my favorite match of the weekend um i only got to come for night one because i had to work night two, and we were watching UFC and all that but from what I was there and was able to be there for my favorite match uh that we saw there had to either be um uh Bateman's match where he won the belt off of uh Eric Ryan and then seeing uh the whole you know his whole promo afterwards and all that definitely good stuff from Joel Bateman um you still need to force J-Bone to do his shoey and stop running. Uh, but with that being said, uh, I guess that would be my favorite match. Uh, my favorite match. But, dude, Cruel is a bad son of a bitch, too, man. Like, damn it. Like, that guy is fucking huge. If I ever had to fight that guy, any of you guys who have been following the show uh, for any amount of time know how I get down. And I will fully admit I would drop kick that big bastard in the balls if I had to fight him. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Cruz because... a big pro for me. There's nobody else like him right now in independent wrestling to me. Um, If we're going to go around the table, I will say, you know, when we talk about the actual wrestling itself, there's something, for me, something special about the pit. And yeah. the raw matches, the vibe when MM3 and Neil Diamond were, Hurting each other, dude I mean, just really, really hurting each other I I was fearing for a spinal injury I was fearing for, you know, broken teeth It was crazy Isaiah Broner and Aaron Williams Hell yeah, um, that was a hell of a that. fight
1: Amazing
3: Followed by D-Max Match I mean, I really could not I couldn't keep my eyes off of the atmosphere When it came to the pit It was violent It was um, intimate And you do not get stuff like that anywhere else seriously and you know what it's 12 30 and i'm a little loopy and that might be the best time to to watch you know i you know i'm at the the top of my high the top of you know top of my peakness there so (laughs) it might have been a great time and then you get to watch people bleed and sober up and i think that is the (laughs) way to go
1: yeah. Well, dude, I mean, all you had to do is look at John Wayne Murdoch. The man went from carving up Joe Bateman, Joel Bateman, and everybody else that was in the ring to throwing the football around and playing baseball with his kid the minute he gets out yeah. the ring, still covered <laughs> in blood. So I mean, I'm just saying that's I mean it was a real family atmosphere. John Wayne Murdoch <laughs> is for the kids. Absolutely that's gotta be such party. a different atmosphere
4: for a lot of these guys to go from you know competing, whether it be on the bigger scale, whether it be traveling or whatnot, to go in a two-night festival, you know, basically a, a camper, you know, bring your camper, bring a pop-up, bring a tent, whatever you got, type of, you know, setup. It, it, it's it got to be interesting for a it's lot of those guys. It's an experience,
2: man. man. Well, what it was really your favorite is. match, though, J-Bone? Look, man, so as as far as the wrestling, dude, like, like I said, it's always good to see John Waymar, Tommy Vendetta. Those guys are incredible, dude. But for me personally, dude, I think the best moment there for me, it literally gave me chills is when we seen – Hoodfoot be acknowledged in the pit by everybody, and everybody just chant for Hoodfoot. We all know what happened to him at GCW, dude. For everybody to come together and just be one, you know what I mean? Like, every it didn't matter if you like the guy or you, or you hate the guy, it doesn't matter. Everybody was there because they were acknowledged how tough that motherfucker
1: is. He came in he had- in hospital scrubs, bro. The guy Did still you know? had his damn bracelet on and came in in the hospital pants. And like somebody else had to give him a hospital. shirt because he didn't even have any clothes.
2: Right. And for everybody just to acknowledge him, man, give him a round of applause and let him just speak on the mic for a minute. That was just something incredible to me, man. That gave me chills. No shit. That was awesome.
3: Awesome. Yeah, that's a great pick, actually, dude.
1: Shout out to Hoodfoot, man. I definitely it's definitely somebody oh, I man. want to bring on the show. Devin is uh mesmerized by his name, and uh it sounds like he had a rough day today <laughs> as well. So shout out to uh Hoodfoot. Hopefully you were able to get back uh down to this deck of the woods here, my man. Um All in all, though, like I said, Deathmatch Circus was a good time. Um, You brought up the pit. Um, Can we talk about – so we know that DMAC loves his meds, which if you haven't tried them already, make sure you check out Darren McCarty's uh, (laughs) medical marijuana and CBD. There's a free plug for you. Uh, With that being said, you know, what the fuck do you think he was thinking when that hockey stick was constructed?
3: Oh, my – (laughs) dude, I did not see it coming. I was like, "Oh, here comes here comes the hockey stick." I had no idea that it was explosive. <laughs> I it was scared the and was covered
1: in tax.
2: It, it was scared, awesome.
3: scared the absolute shit out of me, dude. Seriously, well, that was a moment right there. That was a moment.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's how we. What get What were your thoughts right? on the hockey
1: stick, brother? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, well, I was I, able to see the. I was able to see the clip right. on this one, so I can at least react to this one. And man, that that was a hell of an explosion. And to your point, I, Kyle had kind of preferenced, You know, did you see the explosion and shit? So when I finally, when the clip had finally made its way to me, yeah, I mean <laughs> that was a damn explosion. You, you no kidding, man. I like how the cha- the crowd was chanting and shit in the background. I, it seemed like you guys were having a great time out there.
2: That's for sure, dude. Good times is an understatement, bro. You got you to gotta join us next year. Yeah, I man. might have it's to camp
3: incredible. next year. I've done night one the last two years. I might have to camp next time. Get real dirty like Donald Holland. Do- yeah. Dirty Donald Holland. Speaking
1: <laughs> of Donald Holland, bro. Like Donald had like the drinks on deck on oh, Friday, yeah. first of all. He was getting the announcers drunk. He <laughs> was drunk. He had, what were them <laughs> things called? I forgot what they were. He had like orange creamsicle flavor. There was like six different oh, yeah. flavors oh, yeah. in this. Oh, yeah.
3: Dude, the first Donald, joined...
1: Donald was turning up, bro. And not to mention, you know, you want to talk about some kids that are about to be some diehards. You know, shout out to his kids because his kids were right up sitting on the mat on the, at the pit. While these Close. fuckers are just Close beating the piss out of each other, bro. <laughs> I mean, Close it was me. uh, something else.
3: Those guys are Go warriors. Ahead. Dude, the first thing J-Bone did when we show up, he's like, where's Donald? We pull up on Donald. J-Bone brought him a beer, first time meeting him. You know, Donald Offline is like, I swear he's a different dude than Donald online. Like, it's it's <laughs> always a fucking party with this dude. It's always a good time. Pulls up with the beer. He goes, oh, okay, I'll have one drink. And then it pulls. Like, oh, you got tequila? Oh, I'll have one shot. You know, it just like, and then it just goes on and on from there. It was an absolute ball. I feel like we could talk about this forever.
1: I mean, dude. I feel like we really could. And I mean... You know, J-Bone, it kind of sounds like our trip to Vegas and when you insisted on having to have that margarina and then you smashed it and go, "Oh my God, we got to walk back to the to the hotel." And I got a piss, <laughs> but it sounds like it sounds awful familiar. <laughs> Tiptoe and looking for a bathroom on the way
2: back, man, it's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, it's always a party when I'm around, though, man. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Great oh, time, yeah. Donald's good people, man. It's good to meet him. So,
1: total sidebar. Are we doing the Shinedown thing or what? Because it's literally like the week of my birthday. I plan on being there. So if you guys plan on going to the Shinedown show that's going to be here in Michigan at Pine Knob, I'll be there. And uh, if you feel so inclined to buy me a drink or to pass some of the herbals or those kind of things, it's my birthday. So, you know, we'll, we'll just. Might as well that, try that, that, I mean, you know, I'm just saying, when it's your birthday, you know, I'll, uh, you know. It is what what it happens is. on and, my birthday, Stayed at the knob.
2: And Jelly Roll will be there, too, so even better,
1: right? I love Jelly Roll. Now, hold on. I got to tell this story on the air. I saw the best hip toss I've ever seen in a, strip, a street <laughs> fight at a Jelly Roll concert. We were at St. Andrew's Hall. This is back when my arm was broke because I had broke my shoulder, so I'm in a sling at this concert. And, like, I see these dudes, like, coming at each other because they were, like, just talking shit back and forth for a good minute. This dude comes charging at this other guy and could not have timed his hip toss any better if he tried. And mind you, for any of you that have ever been to St. Andrew's Hall, you also know that the floors are all 100% wood. So the thud when this man hit the ground, he kicked that that shit through so smooth, and this man went fully airborne. So now you just got dumped on your head on the wood, and you're about to get thrown out the concert. And that was the first time I've ever seen a 10-year-old kid get, like, uh, crowd surfed around the whole fucking place. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it was it was a night to be had for sure. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Jelly Roll again. I always love seeing Shine Down. Shine Down is a great band. Shout out to Kathy. Shout out to Twisted Tumblers. I don't have one of mine in front of me, but if you need to get some cups made, make sure you check out Kathy and tell her we sent you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, Shine Down. Well, we kind of went a little bit out of order, you know, before we got to Deathmatch Circus. You know, you had quite the pretty high profile match against one Blake Christian and uh, shoulder got a little fucked up, but uh, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on uh, GCW, your match with Blake Christian. How's the shoulder? How'd you hurt it? What do we need to know?
3: Uh, Well, I appreciate it. Can you guys hear me? Okay. I am. um, I I loved, I wasn't sure if I was going to be ready because the weekend before I had like a really bad performance and I'm like, oh man. I found out like two days before the show, I was wrestling one of the best athletes in wrestling, Blake Christian, who could probably literally run circles around me for 30 minutes straight. Uh, But you know what? There's just something about – I knew I had to step up, so I stepped up to the plate. I'm really proud of my match. I'm really proud of my performance. I told – I said before the show – Oh, this fucking Donald, <laughs> Fucking Donald. he's still got a hangover, leave him alone. Um,
1: <laughs> too many creamsicles, Donald. Damn it, what did I tell you?
3: Other effort. Um, but really, it was like, uh, thanks, Donald. You messed my flow up, you little jerk. Um, <laughs> um no, but I didn't. I'm just
1: saying, time. Danny, if you're still in here, you need to book Brett Lauderdale versus Donald Holland, and I'll buy a ticket.
3: Um, but anyways, uh. Damn you. No, I stepped up. It was good. Um, you know, before the show, I was like, hey, they're not going to um, get behind me. They're not going to get behind me because, I mean, Blake Christian is Blake Christian. He's the number one contender. He's going to wrestle John Moxley next. And uh, I-, I told them before the show, they're not going to get behind me, so we got to do something. And uh, you know what? I was wrong. I was very wrong. They were very behind me. I was, uh, I was more over than he was. Uh, probably on this night, not in general, but just on this <laughs> night. And I, I'm i really, really proud of my performance. And luckily, I did <coughs> get injured. But luckily, it was at the very, very end. as the last move, basically. Uh, so if you don't know, I did separate my shoulder. Um, and I, I just did it uh, catching the dive. When he did the dive, it just landed on my shoulder. Very freak accident. Um, I never separated the shoulder before, but I have my other shoulder when I was when I was a teenager, so I knew the feeling. But um, I will say that I have pretty high hopes that it'll heal. Uh, I have full range of motion. I do have to. I did have to cancel a couple shows over the weekend. I was going to wrestle AIW, my favorite uh, Metro Pro is going to return to, but it's going to take longer than a week to heal. You know, it's going to be around three weeks to a month. I gotta. Okay, Hoodfoot. I do have a big, thank you. You know I'll be in the category with Hoodfoot, bro. Hoodfoot
1: was bleeding so bad they had to take his ass to the hospital. And this guy comes out at the pit and says, I'm going to be out three weeks. Fuck it, I was bleeding, but I'll be out three weeks.
3: Insanity. But I have a huge title match at Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling that I really, really, really don't want to miss. And as of right now, I will not be missing it. But um, I also won't be risking it either because I do have so much momentum going on. I have some stuff going on behind the scenes that just happened today. I, it, it's, it's been a crazy ride these last few months. I'm getting bigger and bigger bookings, and uh, I'm going to keep riding that wave, staying in shape, and getting it going. Uh, I really appreciate you guys coming out too and supporting me. Uh, we had a good time after my match watching those crazy fuckers. Yeah. uh a horror team horror slam f- fight oh man she see um but yeah shout out to you.
1: mm3 and uh tommy vendetta and briar for getting to. in there
3: you got to it was an amazing atmosphere amazing brawl uh the michigan boys showed up and we showed the f out this was definitely the most impressions i ever got from a match the most followers i ever got from a match um i, I got a lot of hype behind me now even more than after the bandito match i didn't think that was gonna be possible but, um, yeah, things are rolling for your uncle. And, you know, when I first started working here, when I first started coming on your show, I was barely even wrestling. I was just telling you I was good. And then it just, I just ended up becoming good. It just happened.
2: We always knew it, though. We always knew it. We've been telling y'all. We knew it.
1: Hell yeah, man. Like I said, Chase is part of the family. If you guys are new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. You know, if you guys don't get to check this out live on YouTube, make sure you go back on the podcast platforms and uh make you make sure you check it out, whether that's Apple podcast Google Play, Spotify, all them shits. Make sure you do that. And if you leave a review, like I said, I'll read it out on the show. Well, all right. We talked a little bit about GCW, we've talked a little bit about the deathmatch circus and the fact that i definitely am looking forward to you know bringing some more of the guys and girls that we saw there this weekend um i'm looking forward to this dale patrick show on thursday um if there's anything you guys want um us to talk about like i said you know the drill drop it in the comments uh tommy and chase stole the show well dude you're not wrong i mean both both you guys showed out i mean it like i said it was great to see you know the Detroit guys really get out there and do their thing. Um, all right, so should we talk about? Well, since we were, should we since we're on wrestling? Do you guys want to talk Money in the Bank first, or do you want to talk UFC first?
4: Right, go ahead, covered. Get the wrestling end uh, out the
1: way. Since, like you said, we're already on topic. All right. Well, what are your guys' thoughts on Money in the Bank? Um, I gotta say now. Given everything that went into this, with um, you know, you had they were running head to head against the UFC, they were supposed to originally be in Allegiant Stadium, and they had to move that, uh, they had to move that to um, the Michelob Ultra Center, which is where we went to go see uh, Rampage, ring the bell, J Bone. Uh, but with <laughs> that being said. You know, I swear on Thursday when I'm off, I'm gonna go buy a bell for this studio. So So we need to
2: get an actual bell, damn it. We had
1: one in the studio. Shout out to our friends at Podcast Detroit. They even had podcast juice ready and able for us. You know, just ask Devin. Devin probably emptied a few of those taps over the years.
3: Good times, right
1: there. You remember the time we all mooned Devin and he about fell into the toilet? I will never forget
3: (laughs) that in my
0: life. (laughs) (laughs) And
3: then I think that's why he moved. (laughs) i don't don't want to see y'all ass no
1: more i'm going to texas (laughs) hell yeah dude um money in the bank though i mean i gotta give him credit like to be honest especially with the way everything built up and the fact they went head-to-head with the ufc i was like man something tells me that this show is just gonna suck and you know, from the way it was building up, it didn't have the hype, especially being that they announced that it's going to be Brock versus Roman already at Summerslam. You know, three weeks later, but mm-hmm. I gotta say, all in all, dude, for the the overall choices of who won Money in the Bank and all that kind of stuff, I really can't be that mad. You know, I was I thought Liv Morgan was a great pick for them to win uh, the Money in the Bank, and the fact that she had to take Becky out to do it. Um, is good for her. I didn't think if she did win that she was going to cash it in, much less cash it on Ronda Rousey. Um, so I don't know, man. What were your guys? Uh, what were your guys' overall thoughts of Money in the Bank, J Bone? I know you've got right. to go back and see it at this point. Um, Brock in the comments, what up though? Uh, USOs and Street Profits match of the night and most likely the year. You're not wrong, dude. I, I mean, mean, I've went back and watched it. Yeah. That fucking match was a banger. For for you guys, you guys will know because we were
4: all in attendance watching the fights outside. We weren't able to keep up with the pay-per-view after the fact. But from what the news I was getting relayed through to me after uh, throughout the night and stuff, uh, it seems like if you were a wrestling fan and missed this pay-per-view and weren't able to watch it and I maybe didn't figure out the news and stuff, when you go to watch your SmackDowns and your Raw's next week, it's going to look a lot different. There's there's been some changes, that's for sure, just based on the one weekend. So yeah. it seemed like they they definitely did their job, whether, you know, they they garnered interest within, you know, the matches that they presented, I guess you could say. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And Money in the Bank's always fun. You know what I mean? That's one of those highlight matches. I I still personally wish it was on WrestleMania, but whatever it is, what it is. But mm-hmm. hey, like Brock said, dude, that Usos, that Usos versus Street Profits match, dude. That was incredible. That was something. Money in the bank.
1: Money in the bank.
2: Um, But but hey, man, I mean, you know what? Honestly, I'll be completely honest with you. I know Austin Theory is is a prototype superstar, man, but I'm really curious to see where we go with it. You know what I mean? What's going to happen with that? with the whole SummerSlam thing coming up, the rumors of Oh, it's there.
1: Joey, we talked about all that on Tuesday. We did one big sode last week because we was out all over the place. That's why you got to go back and check them boys out. He's right. We
2: didn't get to talk blood and guts because we didn't have a show last Thursday.
1: Yeah, yeah, we didn't get to talk blood and guts, so we can definitely go into that on uh, the back end, especially with all of us being in there. But we did get to talk Forbidden Door um, on Tuesday, so make sure you go back and uh, check that out. I, I agree with you, dude. Montez Ford is definitely I mean it shit. He's incredible. slowly but surely getting himself into a spot where he might have like the best frog splash in wrestling. Yeah. Um, the um the amount the of airtime that that guy gets every time they need, they need to is put insane. a ceiling
2: on that guy because one of these times he's gonna go right out the fucking building, dude. It's incredible how high he can jump.
4: He's gonna he's gonna overshoot the ring.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The dude just got freaking
1: springs in his feet. It's crazy. Yeah, Montez Ford is a G. Like I said, um, the Usos retained, but I think the Street Profits really have uh I feel like kind of leveled up a little bit in a way. I feel hey, like am, uh, I, am
2: I the only one that wanted Sami Zayn to win that money in the bank match?
1: <laughs> I really wanted him to win. I thought I like, wouldn't have been mad at it at all. And especially after uh especially after the way Liv won. I wasn't I wouldn't have been shocked if he won, but once theory came in and was like the surprise entrant. I kind of figured he was going to win. But then again, that's past guests of the show. Shout out to Theory. Go get your money, young buck. I ain't mad at you. Go do your thing. Like I say. um, All in all, though, Money in the Bank, I thought, was uh, a good show. I mean, really, you got the Money in the Bank on two people that were both younger. I mean, I guess that leads into as good a question as any. As we look at who the two um, Money in the Bank holders are going to be, do you think – um how do you think they're gonna play out? Do you think uh Liv is gonna be just like a transitional champion, or do you think they're actually gonna give her uh um do you think they're gonna give her a real run with it, or do you think she's just gonna be a transitional champion?
2: I mean, I hope they give her a run, man. She's she's been doing very well. You know what I mean? At times she didn't have like the best matches, but she stepped it up this year, I believe. But I'd like to see her at least get at least get to Maybe Royal Rumble, I would say. You know, that, that's a good that, that's a good chunk of time, but you don't you don't want especially somebody that young, and she's she's got a good follow. You don't really want to just put it on her just to take it off of her. You know what I mean? Like, is this another way to get it to
1: another well? And you gotta remember, this isn't the yeah. first time we've had a start and stop with Liv because they did that right, whole right. documentary that like went into her whole life story and how being a wrestler was all she ever yeah. wanted to do, and all those things, and then nothing ever happened. So, so I mean so let's say
2: so let's say she keeps until well, around survivor series they still do the whole champion versus champion at survivor series thing right so they would do live versus what bianca right now if that were the case say again right. so let's say we're headed into survivor series lives the champ and bianca's the other champ correct right so what w- would they still be doing the whole champ versus champ are we going to unify that is like what what do you
1: think I mean I think it'd be a good match, but I don't know. I don't know if she. Makes I don't it. know. So here's the thing: I think if you're going to unify the men's title, you need to unify the women's title. But that being yeah, said, yeah. I mean, with Roman already not being on TV as much, and he's the undisputed champion, I could see them saying, "Well, we already don't have our men's champion on TV every week. Yeah. You know, we don't need to do that, and then have one have our women's champion in the same, uh, you know, in the same sphere." So. I mean, I don't know. It's just a tough one. Like I, I don't know that I see Liv getting a uh, uh, a big run. You know, let that brings up as good a question. Uh, you know, that brings up as gonna good a question as any. You know, Joey saying he didn't get to see our uh, recap of Blood and Guts or any of that. You know, we can briefly talk about that. He says it was hard for him to get excited for Money in the Bank after seeing my favorite wrestler working for AEW now in two high profile matches. Um blood and guts. Okay. Uh again, ring the bell. Uh shout out to everybody that run ran into us at Little Caesars. Uh what were your thoughts on uh blood and guts, J Bone? I think uh that, I think uh I don't know, man. I thought it was a great show. And look, Brock, I didn't I didn't miss your uh I didn't miss your uh comment. He says he thinks they're giving theory a little too much too soon. Um I agree with that, yeah. I agree with that. It's I don't know much. though, because is it too much too soon when you gotta consider they're like really pushing him as like the chosen one thing? So, like they're yeah, but look at what we did. Look at what we did, we did with
2: Roman. Roman. Look at what we did with Roman in the beginning. He was the guy, right? Roman was wasn't Joe never Roman.
1: picked it, but he wasn't never pegged as McMahon's, yeah, you know, well, so is chosen
2: one. So is Drew McIntyre. That don't mean shit to me, but I'm saying when you do that. I mean, yeah, this guy's a heel, right? We want to hate him. They want us to hate him with this stupid little smile and a stupid selfie thing. I hate that shit. But it's just too, like you said, it's too much too soon. What are we gonna do if he wins the title at SummerSlam or something? What, what are we gonna do when he beats Brock? Or he's the guy to take it off of Roman? What are we gonna do when they write that? Well, he's We're supposed
1: gonna... to face he's supposed to face Bobby Lashley again at SummerSlam too, right? So he might get that U.S. belt back, which I doubt it. But and then,
2: you know, what I mean? <laughs> but like it's just. I don't want I don't want that yet, dude. Keep keep going with the guy. You know what I mean? I mean, if Give you were that.
1: gonna pick a kid as a blue chip, I mean Austin Theory would definitely be that guy. I mean, we've been we've been singing dude's praises since he was with Evolve. So I mean I'm not by any means saying that I think he's the wrong person for the pick, but you've always got to be worried about when it's whenever it's somebody that's put next to Vince. Yeah. If are they gonna take it? I as, hope uh,
2: I hope John Cena costs him the freaking briefcase somehow, or he cashes in and. I think that's the way to go.
1: I think that's the way to go. Like, let Cena come back, and then somehow, you know, if he ends up getting another title to break that record, and then have him in theory go at it at some point. Yeah. I mean, it would if you talk about passing the torch, son of a bitch. That would be about as close as you can get. Um. All right, Brock is bringing up a little bit about blood and guts. That crowd was ridiculous. Brock, did you go to Blood and Guts? Um. We were there. Devin was there too. Hot damn it. Um, was there. It was, it was good times. Um, that crowd was definitely loud. It was definitely pretty packed. Um, I like the look of the cages that AEW has for the blood and guts. I feel like they're like, it still has that war games feel, but it's like upgraded. Um, I like that, you know, you could still kind of see, um, you could still kind of see that beef between Eddie and, uh, Claudio, which I think is only going to be a matter of time before that blows up. Um, you know, Joey said the swing on the top of the cage is the best thing ever. I mean, <laughs> that was can crazy. you imagine how trippy oh, that would be to get swung around about 15 God. times when you're also 20 feet in the air on a cage? Oh my God. Like, No
2: room for error, dude. No room for mistake up there. That, that could have been real bad, but that was something to see.
1: Well, shit. I mean, yeah, Sammy yeah. got tossed off the top of that, bitch. I yeah, could just imagine exactly. how
4: that was in person, because just seeing the TV clips from that—that
2: that was yeah. wild. Yeah, exactly. Imagine Jericho. We had so up much ceiling, action dude.
1: too, though. That's another thing. Like, shout out to AEW. Like, dude, in in the time that we were there, we got AEW Dark, we got we got AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage all in the same all in the same show and you know we got to see so many of the homies Pat, shout out to past guests of the show Isaiah Broner who was doing his thing at uh, uh the deathmatch circus and all that he was on AEW we saw the swag champ himself Ren Jones in there as well as James Alexander another Michigan guy i mean it's nice to see some Michigan guys getting in there um Isaiah Broner i don't think it's going to be uh i don't think it's going to be too long before one of these uh Companies ends up picking that big bastard up. No,
3: yeah, there's there's no chance I mean, we're talking about around the end of the year or so I'd be shocked if Broner doesn't have his his pick of who he wants to sign with um, I, You know, I see a lot of fans a lot of it's gonna be up to him of it Obviously how he wants his career to go. I would love to see him do wrestling like Noah like ninja Mac is right now I would, you know over overseas I could see him being just such a fucking beast in Japan uh, something like that, but um, you know, if he does get picked up by AEW, that's dream scenario for American wrestler right now. You don't have to leave the country. But damn, Isaiah Broner getting some years in in Japan and coming back and just dominating would be so. Yeah, so dude.
0: Cool.
3: I'm a big fan of him, and he's honestly he's such a great dude too.
1: Yeah, no uh, yeah, arguments here, dude. You're a beast. Yeah, like you. Like...
3: You got no reason not to be a great dude. I think. <laughs> No worries. No I've worries.
4: only met him on a couple occasions, but yeah, each time he was nothing but friendly as could be and you know had had solid conversations with the dude, which is always a you know, positive point to have with somebody. Oh, yeah,
1: Look, all I can say is watch out for that clause line or you might be having to call God. Um that's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Uh but uh shout out to Isaiah Broner. It was good to see him doing his thing. Um Blood and Guts uh M I W was heading Oh, dude, I would. I mean, I would not. Uh, I would not have a problem with Broner going to MLW. Um, I think there's so many guys and M- guys in M- MLW that he could mix it up with that would be, would be bangers. Um, but that being said, I wouldn't be shocked if a company like AEW wants to swing the dice on somebody like a young buck like him. But again, that's where we're gonna what well, like we've been talking about for weeks and weeks. We're gonna have to see you know what space people have um, on their. You know, on their rosters because it's no secret that AEW is um is already starting to fill up a bunch. Um, speaking of matchups that that interest me, did you guys see the matchup that Masada's got coming up? It's gonna be Masada versus fucking Brian Cage at XPW. What? Wow,
3: that's
1: gonna be interesting. You're not kidding, Masada versus Brian Cage at XPW for the XPW championship. I don't know, that sounds pretty badass to me.
3: It's Jeez. Interesting, I'll check it out for sure. You don't see Masada getting thrown out around a lot or moving these fast-paced spots. If there was a
1: guy who could do it, I mean, the guy's called a machine for a reason.
3: Oh, he is going to do it for sure. That's why it's <laughs> interesting.
1: I, I love it. That's a hell of a matchup. Donald letting us in that MLW just re-signed Mance Warner. I mean, could you blame him? I poke God, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I mess with old Mancer. Like I said, definitely somebody <laughs> I would like to... Uh, I didn't get on the show at some point um then it, once again for you guys who are coming in late make sure you're checking us out this Thursday we will be joined by Dale Patricks uh like I said it it, it was a good time then we get then we get to the UFC and there's a few there's a few big questions coming out of that um I, I would say that pretty much all of us are pretty much you know, All of us are pretty much on the same page when it comes to Holloway and all that, you know? Y'all two are trying to duke it out in the box. Keep these guys separated. Jeez. Can't take these guys anywhere.
2: Louise. Can't take these guys anywhere.
3: Separate us into a room alone. A dark room alone. Or actually a room with light so I can see his eyes.
1: (laughs) You are not Wrong. You are not wrong, Brock, that Undertaker entrance. So before we get into the card, do you think the Undertaker entrance was already planned or do you think that's because they found out that Vince and uh, Stephanie and them were all coming?
4: Maybe he played into it a little bit because of the fact that he heard that they may be in attendance later on. But knowing Israel, he always has something up his sleeves when it comes to... But that's awful
1: specific for them to just show up in the front row, too.
4: Yeah, Yeah, you ain't lying Donald even play. said it himself, planned.
3: Of course it's planned. But I
4: don't think it was planned in the sense of like it was planned way ahead of time or something like that. I think he planned to do something along those lines and it maybe just played into, you know, what they, you know. Maybe they chose him to lean into that direction a little bit. But it is really after this fight, it even came out and said that maybe at some point uh, later on in his career, he'd be wanting to focus on uh, WWE or something like that. So, no, I don't necessarily think it was, uh, you know, just because of their influence.
2: I mean, maybe he just knew that WWE was in town. You know what I mean? The buzz in Las Vegas, Kyle, we were there. You know how the buzz is in Vegas, dude. When something's in town,
1: it's it's ridiculous. And The Undertaker's a big
2: UFC fan, so that could have been a shout-out a kudos to The Taker,
1: man. I mean, just... shout-out to Donald. Donald's talking about how he's at all the UFC events. There it, it is, know? so... It'd be interesting, it? if nothing else. But with that being yeah. said, I mean, you know we're we're entering climbing. dangerous we're entering dangerous Tory territory when it comes to Israel Adesanya. Here's the thing: <laughs> so he's got his next ma- his next fight lined up. Everybody, I've already had multiple of you guys. If you guys are here and haven't already done so, if you guys ever got something you want to throw out at us, make sure you follow it at Ko3C Pod. All that good stuff. Um, I've had a lot of you guys have been reaching out to us about. Um, you know, what our thoughts were on, like, the Holloway fight and uh, where where does this put Volk at and what, you know, is he's going to do next. I've heard a lot of people asking me about 205. Here's the thing. He's got a rematch that already has a story built in, being the fact that his opponent has beaten him twice in kickboxing. So right now, if I had to guess where his head's at, my full, you know, my full, uh, you know, if I was Israel Adesanya, I'd have to, you know, to give your full, you know, assessment of what it is, you know, he's going to want to get back, you know, for them losses. But here's the thing. Let's say hypothetically he goes in there and does what he's been doing and wins that fight. I mean, you're getting to the point where there's not going to be anybody left at middleweight. Here's the thing, though. The only thing after that is for him to go back up to 205. And as we saw, I just think he's too small for 205. Now, that being said, Not that I'm saying Yuri Prohachka is an easy mark. I feel like Yuri Prohachka would be an easier fight for Izzy than it was to fight against somebody like Jan because Prochka will be more likely for you to stand with him. And with his weird way of moving his hands around, that's like tailor-made for a guy like Izzy. But as a whole, I don't think he's ever going to be able to have like a long, sustained run at 205 just uh, based upon the the size difference as a whole. His frames just, yeah. Yeah, it just, it, it, He's got I, the I just height, don't see it. But his, yeah, his body type's just
4: not made to put on that type of mask. You can just tell, you know, looking at him. But I see, I thought you were going to bring up a completely another point where we were at a different type of crossroads in his career. I do agree with you where he is starting to lap the division and stuff like that. But I feel like we're reaching a crossroads where do we really see, Israel Adesanya as this big fan favorite still that's worthy of headlining, you know, International Fight Week and stuff when these last couple pay-per-views that he's headlined, man, haven't necessarily ended with the most entertaining fights. And I know you can't solely put that on him, but uh, when you're the champion, I know you got to feel that when the pay-per-view bias start to go down, you know,
1: so... I don't know, Donald. Like you got a... a lot of hate going on. You got to explain to me how can you hate Israel out <laughs> of Sonya? Because the guy yeah, fucks people up. Like, I mean, yeah, I
4: don't know about hating on him, but I just feel like him getting these huge highlight spots, like I say, the international fight week headliner and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. don't. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, or at least this next matchup to Kathy point, Kyle, said the last effect, fight was
1: a snoozer too. <laughs> it
4: was. That's what I'm The last, like yeah. it wasn't as bad as team. that
1: Rose and Carla fight though.
4: Yeah, oh, but that's... it wasn't as bad as Izzy versus Yoel or it wasn't right. as bad as Izzy versus, you know, like we can go down that catalog of Izzy's last like five, six fights. And most of them have been fairly snooze fest and to have him. <clears throat> I'm a big fan of his style. I, I think most of us fans that are lean back on his initial rise to the championship when you look at, like, his Gaslin fight, his first Whitaker fight. Like, he, his Brunson fight even when he, like, there was a ton of real potential showed in those fights and then to work his way up to the title. And it just seems like these guys either aren't challenging him Or he's just not willing to risk it all, I guess you could say, and put on that entertaining style. And you can't really critique him too hard for that because he is going in there and just winning these fights in, you know, fairly dominant fashion. He looks almost untouchable in these last couple. But at the same point, crossroads, you know, like as an organization, can you continue to pump this guy up as this, you know, like... Hell yeah, you can because he's not been touched. Yeah, yeah, but it's weird. A lot of these I'm not the only one that's been talking this way. I know no, that I
1: how is that any how is that any different though than Gsp? Because once Gsp got knocked the fuck out by Matt Sarah, he wasn't taking as many chances on his feet and he wasn't boxing with as many people. GSP just went in there and beat people. How is yeah, that any different? And, at least at least Izzy, even though he may not be getting a knockout every fight, Izzy puts on performances almost every fucking fight whether it's the entrance whether it's the you know whatever the case no
4: there's definitely Uh, some form of entertainment value there and then when you follow the guy on socials and and that's where i don't want to be a huge critic of his because i'm also a fan of his outside of the fighting realm as well and you know i like his youtube channel and the shit he puts out there as well with the fight reactions and shit like that like what's bad is a lot of times him reacting to fights is more entertaining than some of his damn fights. And it a- sucks as a fan. Of
3: and, you know, you can't but- compare the GSP thing because you lived through that. So you know that there was a lot mm-hmm. of criticism for GSP and GSP was not going out there going, I'm knocking this guy out next fight. He was never, like yeah. he was always yeah. saying, I'm going to win. Is he's always talking about, I'm going to do the knockout. I'm the best striker. This guy is nothing to me um I, you're i'm starting to feel it too like i'm such a big izzy fan you're but seeing all that stuff and everything you said i agree with Corey. but at the same time that Pereira fight i want to see it i, I want to see it so bad and uh and yeah i yeah, guess what it's probably gonna headline another card because it's yep. insane dude well it's that anger bro
0: that
1: I think part worthy. of the problem for yeah, Izzy too is served. I mean it's worthy. here's something that you gotta take into effect too. Like you know, um it was brought Donald brought up Strickland. We'll talk about his fight here in a second. <laughs> yeah,
4: um, I planned on I planned on but <laughs> with
1: that being said, I mean here's the thing though. I also feel like part of the problem that you see in Izzy fights also has to do with the opponents that he's having as well, because a lot of these guys are mind fucked before they even get in the cage and are afraid. Look at what happened with Jared Cannon here, the whole fight. He the whole pre-fight he was saying how he needed to be up in Izzy shit and let his hands go. Well, unless you were watching a fight that I didn't see, <laughs> there were multiple times that he had double underhooks and could have been banging his shit up in the dirty boxing and throw letting his hands loose. He never let his hands loose. I he never, the
0: fight. I have to rewatch it. He never really. Yeah. If you
1: watch back through there, there was not really one point in which he ever like let his hands go like he said he was gonna do. There was never like a sustained, even like a four or five punch combo. You might get a big shot here or a big shot there, or he might land something on a counter, or whatever the case. But that was Jared Cannonier's whole thing, and that's what he said his plan to victory was. And if you watch that fight, I yeah, think definitely... that Izzy, I think Izzy's aura froze him so much that he he was more worried about not getting hit with the shot that he didn't see coming, that he never was able to get his offense off. And I believe that with 100% because he didn't really do anything. Um, no. Hell, yeah. We're, we're excited about seeing Jamal. He'll get back in there again, too. Joey, you got to tweet him out let and let him know you want to see him sense. back on the show, bro.
2: Guys, let you him know, know you want to see this, him bro. back on the show. Let me ask you this about Izzy. So you got the whole pound-for-pound know, pound rankings and all that stuff. Clearly, he's not number one given the, the, the performances he's had in the past few fights. What's it going to take or who's it going to be that he's got to beat for him to be up in that talks for the pound for pound best in the world. Well, well I mean, to be honest, I think his uh, his tough. teammate
1: is ahead of him to be honest. Yeah, yeah,
3: Yeah, you know, I was reading um That's... I was reading this I was reading stats earlier. I'm more of a stat guy when it comes to the MMA. I know I always say that, but like, dude, yeah, the top 3 pound for pound uh fighters in the world right now mm-hmm. are there cuz they're winning, but dude, they have the three lowest uh finish percentages out of anybody in the top 10 out of the Pound for pound list, it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. It so this is, is the top three guys. So including Izzy after that Cannoneer fight, he actually, when it comes to the pound for pound list, does not really finish fights compared to a lot of people. So the top three are actually uh, tied right now. So Usman, Volk, and, uh, Izzy, and Kamaru. Yeah. yeah. So it,
1: I'm it, be honest. It, Everybody's talking about Izzy going to 205. So I, I have about to say. I could see. I mean, to be honest, before I could see Izzy going up to 205 to fight whoever the champ is at the given time, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. With the rate that Kamaru Usman's going, I could see Kamaro Usman keep winning and then move up to 85 to come fight Izzy.
4: Yeah, no, they already yeah. talked about no. it many times. They do sell much media and stuff to together. Right, they, they said, said they don't want to do it unless said, there
1: was enough money offered. Well, And, and, and you, you talk. mean... I was going to say, I think it would have to be a shit ton of money, but I believe that we're getting into a situation now where, yes, Camaro and Izzy do not want to fight each other. But with Izzy clearing out the 85-pound division, Camaro is starting to get there as far as 170 goes. If they keep winning two or three more fights again, you know, you're going to end up in a situation where you're not going to have much for them to do. The option yeah. is either going to be he's going to have to go up to 205, which we've already seen he's too small for. Or Kamaru Usman, what the hell is Kamaru Usman going to do? He's going to clear out 170. He's for sure not going to 155. So then that only would leave at 85. I don't think it'll happen.
2: And I I think for it
1: to happen, both guys are going to have to clear out, completely clear out 85 and 70. But all I'm saying is if you really think about it, even though these guys say they don't want to fight, we're moving into a spot where they almost aren't going to have a fucking choice, but to fight because
4: Kamaru Usman, He's been, he's a dominant champion, but if you look at his fights, a lot of them have been rematches or, you know, fights against the same person. So his record at the top, his title run while amazing, I'm not trying to necessarily take anything away from that title run, but he's fought Colby twice. He's fought, Jorge Masvidal twice. He's fought Burns. Like there is definitely some more blood at 170, especially when you look at all the guys that have been making their way. Sure,
1: and that's why I'm saying. When I say that, I don't mean
4: the Cosmots. The oh, no argument. And I and I just read an article, you know. So I, I well, I'm just countering your point to say. I feel like Kamaru Usman still has a lot more duct. Oh, I comp, agree. And
1: that's why I'm where... saying when I say that, I don't mean that as like we're in a situation to where like the next fight, they're going to have to go up. Yeah. What I'm saying is if we end up on the same run that we've been on, essentially, and you look at that trajectory. Okay. Let's just say that in the next two or three fights, you know, Kamaru going to, let's say he fights Cosmo and what other other two names you want to throw in there? Well,
4: he's got Leon let's Edwards
1: say, next. So. Well, he's got that next. So you've got that. You've got Cosmot, and then insert third name here. Let's just say that. I mean, shit, Bilal Muhammad still should be getting. Uh, I'm hoping. Up here, I feel I'm like.
4: hoping they make the Bilal Muhammad versus Cosmot fight next. That's what I'm. That's
1: I wouldn't saying. be mad at that, that either. Like but that that's that's exactly what I'm saying. So, like, let's just say hypothetically, you know, Kamara wins his next two or three fights, let's say it's against the quality of competition like we're saying, Cosmot, uh Leon Edwards, all that stuff. You give both of those guys another three or four fights. I'm talking about Izzy and Usman. You're not going to have much other option for these guys soon other than to have them have to either fight each other or Izzy will have to go back up to 205. Now, I understand why they don't want to fight each other, but I'm just saying it seems like that is that seems to be the way we're going. And, I mean, I've been asking what you guys think about the fights. Kathy says that Izzy should be afraid of Usman.
4: I feel like it would definitely be a tough fight because he has the strike. Oh, totally, to because to if if Usman's to got half a brain. Hand, yeah. He's got something to put would, it, something in his face and to implement his ground game and, oh. you know, win the fight from there. But
1: Like Donald you know. just said, I think, I mean, it all depends on how Usman wants to play it. I think he's going to want to try to, you know, if that fight were to happen, he would want to try to, you know, implement his striking a little bit. But let's be honest: if I'm Kamara Usman's coach, I'm telling him, "You throw a one-two-three or one-two-three-two or something like that, and you shoot. Put that son of a bitch on his back."
4: Yep. The second you and get his hands to start reacting to your punches, you reach for his legs.
1: Call it what you want, dude. And if that yeah. opens up a spot for you to be able to knock him out later in the fight, sure. But if if you're a coach that has half a mind or really wants him to win, the game plan for that has to be what it has Ryan. to be to you know to take him down but I, I i just think you're gonna have to go at least three or four more fights for both guys before um you know you're really gonna get to do that plus again like we talked about i think in order for them to run that fight it would have to be on something like a uh, international fight week or like a mm-hmm. like some kind of big some kind of big card that they were going to do. Because, again, these guys are trying to make, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, at this point, I mean, we've already heard about it with Nganu, with him wanting to go box. You know, we've, we've heard with Tyson Fury what he's talked about wanting to do. At the end of the day, we know that, um you know, we all know that these guys want the money. And, and like Donald said, New Year's card, you know. If there was enough money on the line, I think with the way mm-hmm. these runs are going, even though I don't think they want to fight each other, I honestly feel like that's kind of the road that we're moving towards. I don't think it's going to be a fight that's going to happen anytime soon. I think both guys yeah, are maybe, going to have to clear three out.
4: years down the line or so. Well, right.
1: I'm saying both guys will probably clear out a few but... more fights here and there. But, I mean, we really realistically don't have a lot of names left on the thing. I think that this next fight for Izzy is going to get him up because it's a guy that beat him twice. Um, talked about. Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know, man. I I, I kind of just feel like that's where it goes. Um, as far as the rest of that main card, um, it hurt cool. me to be it hurt me to be right with the Brian Barbarina and uh, Robbie Lawler fight because I really like Robbie, Robbie Lawler, but I explained to you guys why I picked Barbarina in that one. And it literally happened as I said, it was gonna. So, like I said, it's uh, you know, that card was a tough one altogether. Um, It had great, it had great fights from top to bottom. Um, I think that it leaves us in a spot where we're going to have some serious questions that have to be answered because I mean 45 really is deadlocked. 45 I mean, is really deadlocked. There's I, I nothing feel like I feel like
4: that's what was gonna be my thing. I'm very, very curious what
1: they do with Volkanovski. and next. Like, do they Well they don't him? have much other option if you really think about it? I mean, what are you gonna do? Well, Maybe he's got one or two more contenders at 145 and then he goes to 155. So even if you don't go in the next fight. Well that's what I'm like, saying.
4: Do you do you put him versus Cholo, Charles Oliveira for the vacant title because I, of the fact that he missed weight and everything like that? Do you just get it out the way now while to your point we have so many contenders that still need one or two more notable wins to really work their way into a title bout? Everybody who basically is on the cusp, Holloway's already beat or Volkanovsky's already beat. And Volkanovsky, I mean, I disrespected him. I, I'll say it flat. I out. did he, it my damn self. Handed. I did.
1: I want to give. I want to take the chance right here and now to say that, first of all, I was not the biggest Volkanovsky fan. I clearly said that I thought that Holloway won both of the two fights, especially if not anything, second fight. Look, he not Can't only. Can't say beat, that after this one. Well, that's what I was going to say. He not only beat. <laughs> max holloway you know i forgot who it was that said something about that cut but holy shit that was a hole in that man's face yeah I like was, I, could I was have stuck my whole that. ass index finger in i was, was just it.
2: trying to record a little bit i was so I could send it to you guys as we we're talking about this but i couldn't get a good shot at it but yeah it's it's literally like a deep deep hole in his eyebrow it's rather disgusting to be honest yeah And it wasn't
4: even an elbow; it was a punch. So that's that.
1: Just I I agree with what Donald said. You know, that's a guy's name who you keep hearing everywhere. And honestly, as far as what could be next for Volk, I could almost see that happening before he goes to 155. Um. Uh no. Uh yeah. Volk Volk versus Cejudo. I'm. I mean, I'm not mad at that fight at all. But part of this, I feel like, is bullshit on Henry Cejudo's part because he's been trolling motherfuckers for. I mean, bro, he's been uh, he's been trolling people for how yeah. long? Sadie wants to fight again. You know what? Hot damn it! The guys in the drug in the drug testing pool, Dana, Finally. you're running out of fights at <laughs> these smaller weight classes. All right, either book Henry Cejudo against one of these fucking guys, or against one of the top contenders, sure. or I don't know what you're going to do at 135 and 140. But, I on
3: agree. here. Age. I agree here. Let me just. Um... I did want to see Volk. Uh, Volk keeps saying he's going to move up. He says that's his for sure next fight, but it's going to depend on how his hands doing. I guess his hands beat up, and also it's going to depend on if they need a fight for 155 or not. And Volk's not ready. And if Volk isn't ready, then let's do Volk versus Cejudo. I want to see it. Like yeah. straight up, I really did. I really do want to see it. at least. Hey, at least give Cejudo a chance. And the worst case scenario, I mean. Volk just beats the shit out of him. So that's hilarious. <laughs> and then uh, he gets another, you know, win on the resume and then goes up to 155. And if he if Volk loses a Cejudo, then, you know what? That's then part you of have the a tri- story. Too.
4: a true triple chant. Yeah, mean, you, that's part of the Hudo story. Rare.
3: That's, that's yeah. another thing. Yeah, I'm sure we're all counting him out. And by the way, let me just say, for the fans that are watching hey we were all together all four of us were together for the fights we did not really mention that we got to hang out had a good time seeing some handsome faces and um just hanging out vibing out it was a classic jordan party not to derive too far away, but it was a classic Jordan party where you're hanging out and there's just a bunch of drama going on around you. And, <laughs> and there's nothing to do with you, but, but what? you're just vibing and then everyone else is having the worst time of their lives but you're having the best time. That's a classic, okay, okay. Jordan, party. What? What? That's a classic Jordan party. I mean, um, I had I fun. Like. That's yeah, locked yeah, still, in we all the had TV. fun. We so all TV had TV outside. But everyone else was on the verge of fighting each other. There's going to be a battle royal behind us for no reason. We're going to jump and, off the trampoline. And that's the what table. happens at every Jordan party. And I, I love the guy to death. But There's his no party friends like and family party, are bro. toxic as fuck. Um, but, anyways, um, <laughs> no, we had a great time watching the fights together, though. We were actually commenting a lot on the Volk fight and how obviously superior he was. And we all shut up because everyone wanted Holloway to win. And we were all like, "Here we go, baby. This is bullshit,
1: Donald. You were invited on Friday night. Hot damn it! And you said you were going to be at night two of the circus. Hold down the circus.
3: The man crawled in the bed. Don't don't
1: you dare try to put that shit on me. I've already thrown that shit out to you before. And we told you on Friday we was watching the fights.
3: And Donald only lives this one town over from us, so he could have popped in. But um, to make
2: that happen, man.
3: But really, though. uh, It was so fun because we all wanted Holloway to win, and then about halfway through the first, Volk throws a uh, three, just like a one-two, and then throws a three, and then we all looked at each other like, "Oh shit, man, this guy's incredible, bro!" Like it's well, dude, his punches were
1: stopping Holloway's rhythm. None of them dropped him, but they were stopping him in his tracks.
3: Absolutely,
2: especially when when they opened that third hole in his face. It was like it
1: was the parting of the Red Sea, but it was a lot of red.
0: I've
3: yeah, never seen Max be able to get in a rhythm like that. I've never seen that in my life. And even when he's losing his other fights against like Poirier and stuff, he still caught a rhythm eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was an and actually he... masterful performance. I've what do you think, Corey?
1: He says uh, he knows I... the guy that can bring pizza. Free pizza is what the fuck <laughs> I'm talking about, Donald. You, yeah, bring, free like do like you bring free pizza.
4: Let's do it. You bring free pizza and you're
1: well, welcome anytime.
4: But man, like to your point, Chase. We, we were fucking all rooting for Holloway. I know I was hard, man. I was sitting in my chair like this is the one that he's, he talked all that shit in the fucking press conference. He could tell he's fired up. He's was taking this fight serious. He wants that belt back. He's like, let's go Holloway. And I, I had mentioned that it was so hard for me to be such a big fan of Holloway in this particular matchup because I like Volkowski. I like everything he's done besides beating Holloway. And uh, to see this fight play out the fucking way it did, man, to see, to your point, man, I've never seen Holloway just legitimately look like he was in Struggleville the whole fight. He just could not, his feet were in mud, he couldn't get his footwork going properly, couldn't get his hands to follow, he couldn't, he just wasn't having success anywhere, man. And Volkanovski looked so hard to hit for such a shorter guy, you would think that Holloway would be able to, you know, keep him in range. And if anything, he would be the the one to dictate range. No, man. Volkanovsky's is the one in and out, in and out, you know, landing shots and shout out Volkanovsky, man. I, I'll i never doubt the dude again. He's definitely earned my respect as a, a champion. Uh, I know there's definitely uh, some good matchups ahead for him in 45. I hope he does if he move makes that move to fifty five, I I hope he is the active guy that he claims to be and tries to actually defend both titles. I, I feel like that'd be awesome. We've seen it on the women's side, but one women's one forty five isn't the same as men's one forty five. Yeah, no. so I'd love to see it. But either way, shout out Volkanovski, man. That was just the, that was the most standout thing of the pay per view for the night for me was just how good Volkanovsky looked, especially for somebody not getting any knockdowns, not really even trying any, you know, no takedowns, no submissions, no nothing like that, just strictly keeping it on the feet, implementing his kicks here and there, but mostly just hands. Man, he looked hard to deal with. He looked like a nightmare to deal with in that octagon that night.
2: Agreed.
1: Like like I said, man, I got I got nothing that I can really say bad about that. Um, I'm gonna ask that question that you had, Joey. Um, it's a good question. Maybe that'll be what we end with. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about as far as UFC 276 is, dude. We had a couple of notable retirements. Um, Cowboy was a little bit more expected, but I think Cowboy definitely hit in the feels more that he mm-hmm. retired. You know, Joe Rogan, I know which one Joe's upset about. Joe Rogan's upset because he can't stare <laughs> at that eye, Jessica, I ass anymore. But uh, that that's a story for another time. Um, but like I said, man, to see Donald go out, I've been watching Donald since... Do any of you guys who are watching this remember the Tap Out show back in the day? I literally have like the DVD box set, and I look back at all the fucking people I've seen fight on there that went through UFC and all that stuff. I've been rocking with Cowboy for some years, so... I've always been diehard for him, which is why when him and Miles fought, that was one of the hardest fights for me to watch. Because I'm like, I like Cowboy, but he's fighting my brother, so this is kind of, it's kind of counterculture over here. Um, it, uh, yeah, it kind of sucked. Because I was yelling at TV, and I was at a Christmas party when it happened too, so
4: <laughs> it was not, it was not good I, times for me. I, I know those retirements did hit hard on my end as well. The Jessica I won, I feel like. She, she, she didn't need to. I feel like there was definitely some winnable fights for her still in the division, but you could just, you could see that it didn't seem like she was improving on her skills anymore. It seemed like she had hit her plateau, where she was either going to go in there and find a way to win in these fights, or she was going to go out there and have what happened with her versus Macy Barber. Yeah, I, I, I agree argue. with. I agree with her decision. I, I hope nothing but the best for her though because I, I am a Jess Guy fan. Anybody that roots that hard for themselves and tries to get people behind them, you know. She seems like a decent enough person. But that cowboy one man, I was rooting for him so hard in that Jim Miller fight. And uh
1: shout out to Jim that, Miller too. He just became yeah. the winningest UFC fighter, period. Like
4: what a way to, what a way to make your send out though. That's, that's your fight, right? Is you win this, you're the most winningest fighter against the guy. That's number two. So you basically get a double up, you know, advantage against the guy. And
1: and now he retired and and now you retire.
4: But at least to the, to the MMA God's graces, he looked great in that fight. I thought. I thought we really seen. He didn't really look good bad, dude. Football. He
1: didn't look like he was punch drunk or anything
4: like that. I, I, I no, just... No, we have seen a really great performance from him, man. He looks sharp in the first round. I thought he definitely won the first round, if you, unless you score the takedown that Jim Miller was able to implement in that round and score it that way. But I thought Cowboy did enough on the feet to win that round. And then flash forward to that second round when he ends up getting sub. Jim Miller, man he's just he's fucking jim miller he, he snatches necks takes arms takes legs he's great at submissions he's starting to implement his uh knockout game a little bit more in these most recent fights but really he's always been a gigantic submission threat and the second cowboy slip that head kick was clean though shout mm-hmm. out jim miller for staying up after yeah. you know surviving that and staying with it but the ability to snatch the neck immediately and turn that into, you know, a fight-ending sequence, man. You can tell he was definitely still the. Even though I thought Cowboy was winning to that point, you could tell that he was just the more apt. I think it all comes down this to this m-
1: momentum so. in that fight. Yeah. That's why I picked. That's why I picked Jim Miller in my parlay, not because I didn't want Cowboy to win, but momentum is a big thing in fighting. I mean, Cowboys had a rough mm-hmm. run. In his most recent fights, I mean, everybody knows that. Um, I think that had a lot to do with it going into that fight. I mean, and at the end of the day, they went in there and fought. So I Mm -hmm. think even for um, Donald Cerrone, I don't think he goes out and looks at this fight and looks back and is like, well, man, I wish I could have done better as my last performance or whatever. Because he went out and fought. He's
3: a fighter, man. You want to (laughs) win your last fight, bro.
1: Right. But what I'm saying is it was still a cowboy style fight, though. My point is, he went out there and did what he was going to do. It's not like he just went out and got blown out. But, I mean, that guy's got so many fights because all the MMA fights aren't even counting all the kickboxing fights that the guy had ever before mm. he ever even got into MMA. So, I mean, this guy's bump card, you know, to yeah. use a wrestling term. I mean, hot damn. <laughs> this dude I has mean, been beat fuck up uh, for quite a while. Right. You know, Donald is saying that Robbie Lawler needs to hang him up too. I wouldn't be necessarily mad at that either because, <laughs> I mean. Yeah.
2: About time, dude. Yeah.
1: I would say so too, especially once you when you when you see these highlights that they post
4: of Robbie Lawler, like the here's his build up for the fight and stuff and you see like way the way, way backs when he still had hair and shit and he was twenty two still, you know, fighting. And you look you flash forward to today and you see the modern version of Robbie Lawler. Not that he's a bad fighter, he can still beat a lot of guys, you know, similar to what I was saying earlier, but once you've done it all, you've done it all. There's no reason to just go in there and just, you know, take damage for no reason. And I feel like that's where law. Oh, and Robbie out. don't know how to fight any but, other way. Yeah. yeah. With the cowboy thing, though, points. Kyle, with the, not to jump in, but with the cowboy thing, though, I do think it actually hurt him. I think he bore his cowboy face out there in his retirement and didn't let it be known that this loss did hurt him. But during media week and stuff, he wasn't saying the same thing. He said – uh during his retirement. Now, I know that could just be talk for the camera and stuff, you know, trying to keep yourself hyped up going into the fight and stuff, but he had said he wanted to get to uh, 50 career fights, and he, I believe, was two or three short of that, so with this one, he had two more left, and he, win, lose, or draw, he said he still wanted to uh, get to that 50 mark, so I think this loss did kind of wane on him more than maybe he's, you know, Oh sure, and he's not going to ever come
1: right. out and say mm-hmm. that. But I mean, he said when the fight was over, he said he doesn't enjoy it anymore. Like, I mean, I t- mm-hmm. I've talked about this on shows multiple times. Like, it's not the fight; the fight is not the problem. It's all the training that you got to make it through yep. to even do that, along with your everyday the weight life. So and
4: everything else. Yep. I
1: mean, there's so much that goes into it that we don't have the time to get into. But there were two questions that were raised that I feel like are the perfect things for us to end on. Uh, we'll start with one that's funny. Uh, does anyone else besides me think that Joe Rogan is trying to, uh, have his debut for men in black after this? Because <laughs> that's the first I fucking thing horror. I thought of in that? Yeah. Scene.
4: I was wondering what was up with that look, man. I know it's international flight week. It's the special card of the year and stuff from the UFC. Like the only one that you can really put on the same level is the new year's card. But I don't even think that because of all the fanfare and stuff that they do for International Fight Week. So I I could see it, but I don't know, man.
2: j Bone, what was your he's thoughts on his Eminem in dude. black? He look he looked look. cool, but it was definitely noticeable. You know what I mean? It's like, what are you gonna do though? Hey, maybe he's just trying to uh, implement his new look or something. I don't know. <laughs> if I if Better I'm gonna watch vote, out, go Joe Rogan will still sure. head kick you in a suit. Go back to the black button down, bro. That's that's where yeah. it was at. So,
0: yeah.
2: I think Why do you hate this
1: man suit game? All right. Like maybe was, he maybe because, he's trying to I, take a page I, out of Bruce Buffer's book because I suck at thing. wearing them.
4: If you're gonna if you're gonna do the suit, especially <laughs> for the UFC event, you got to do like either one of two directions. You got to go to the Bruce Buffer where you, or where you got the you know like flamboyant, nice like the Chase popping black. suit or you got to do the other direction where it's like Biz Bang or Paul Felder where they have like the custom tailored, nice blue checkered suit with like a, you know, off-color Oh, dude, if I ever get you know, a like... chance
1: to do commentary in the UFC, I swear to God I'm going to have like a whole <laughs> row of like badass. <laughs> you want to talk, suits, One talk, thing you talk cannot... suit games with Uncle Chase, bro. He'll school you on that shit.
2: <laughs> One thing you dude, cannot... I still got people well, Chase, asking me about it.
4: You can attest to this then. One thing you cannot do is wear a two short fucking – black tie with nothing but a white shirt and black pants it it just was it was the whole thing was just not right man like the outfit was wrong rogan's rogan so i'll let him get away with it but uh come on somebody should have somebody should have checked him in the back man (laughs) not me
3: i'm gonna find him and i'm gonna make him pay for wearing that suit he's not gonna get he's he's not gonna get away with this stuff we're sick of it
1: Oh, man. All right. Well, speaking of what we're sick of, you know, Joey uh, asked this a little <laughs> bit ago in the questions. I figure it's uh, it's a good way to end the show. What do you guys think was the best fight that was hyped to happen that never ended up happening? I've already uh, got mine in my head. Like, ever? Ever? Or, like, just more recent? What are, we, what are you talking in? Yeah,
4: if we're going ever, I mean, ever, it's going to it's. it's Gotta be Fedor what is the greatest fight that was Randy. talked about
1: that never happened? That's it's got to be at.
4: Randy. It's got to be Randy versus Fedor if you're going deep. But if you're going, uh, if you're going more recent, if you're going to the more modern era of MMA, I I think. Honestly, man, a lot of people, including myself, were hyped to see uh DC his short ass take down and uh fuck up Brock Lesnar and that uh yeah. that one's okay, there. so oh, yeah. that
1: one's been thrown out there, right? And so that's a really interesting fight because DC, even though he knocked a lot of guys out, like he never had like the crispest boxing. We all know that. Brock Lesnar doesn't either, but he's also got lunch pails for fucking hands. So, I mean, I'm just saying, I wouldn't want to get hit by that guy. Uh, that would have been a hell of a fight. Uh, I don't know, man. That would have been that would have been interesting. That's not the fight that I thought. Donald says Fedor versus Brock. I think that would have been a cool matchup. Uh, I think Brock would have yeah, whooped that Fedor's ass. Uh, I think
4: the Randy one meant more to me than the Brock one because Brock was still so fresh in his career when that fight was like having rumors and stuff about it. That the the Randy one was really like the two best of the best facing off, you know, from uh, basically other sides of the world and who's going to be the champ of the modern era of heavyweight MMA and to see that one never progress. I felt like that meant way more to me. As much as I, and you guys can attest to this, but I've talked about it every time we bring up Brock's MMA career, I love what he did in MMA. I really do as, you know, just being a guy who kind of went from kind of dipping his toe to jumping straight into the waters immediately with the Sharks to, you know, getting the belt, defending the belt, and then, you know, losing it and going in there and going the way he did about his MMA career, I have nothing bad to say whatsoever, but. That being said, at that stage in his career, it, it, it felt to me like they just wanted to do Fedor being the legend against the new hot big guy that's, you know, the hot guy. because I mean, that would have been a hell
1: of a matchup, dude. Them two in a fight would have been a hell of a matchup because I don't, if Brock could take Fedor down and get on top of Fedor, I don't think that Fedor's getting back up. Yeah. If if Fedor can start letting his hands go, he's probably going to end up knocking Brock out because Brock didn't yeah. have the best boxing. But, I mean, let's not take away from the fact that fucking Brock Lesnar beat a lot of good guys even when he was champion. Like The fight that sticks out most to me is the one against Shane Carwin. Mm-hmm. Shane yeah, Carwin almost knocked his ass out. <laughs> and he not only survived bloody is all shit bloodies up Shane Carwin and then submits Shane Carwin out of all ways to beat him. Look, man, say what you want about Brock Lesnar, but dude, that guy, that guy did his damn thing in the cage. I mean, (laughs) let me tell me how far he throws you after you do it first. Uh, Ken Shamrock, we're all going to be Chuck we're all going to be
2: hunted down after this show. Joel Bateman's going to kill me. Brock Lesnar, and Joe Rogan's going to kill. me. What James. do you guys
1: think about that matchup? I don't know if that that's a fight that I really would have wanted to see. I feel like
2: hey, was it? I missed it.
1: Where Ken it? Shamrock, no. Ken Shamrock versus uh, uh, versus Chuck Chuck Liddell. I don't know nah. that I like that fight, dude. Because I feel like it's
4: because by the time it would have happened, Ken was too. Aged Ken's we'll chin say. would
1: have never been able to hold yeah, up to and Chuck.
4: Chuck. By the time it would have happened, would have still been fresh in his career and would have been just a defending you know, champion. I'm still that mad point. we didn't get to see
2: that. Tony and fucking Khabib. Man, that yeah. Me yeah. Ryan, was the, the one, one I was gonna much, say. Yeah. That was the one that I was gonna
1: yeah. say, like, because that one got rumored so many times. That yeah. would have been the fight. Now there's no way in hell that fight's happening. But uh, that,
3: would hurt, that one hurt my, my, my. Skin core my soul yeah, yeah the, every I time forget, april fool's day was the day uh, that it got announced yeah so i didn't believe
4: it that fight felt like getting stabbed with a knife what five times over because it never it's right. a, yeah, yeah. it's like
0: front
4: the and in the back and it's like,
1: like
3: oh. yeah it's happening hey, 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 corey. It. corey corey we've said this before the show no stabbing talk bro
1: you know i was gonna say you know for those <laughs> of you who are listening you cut know it. stabbing it, it as it, we learned this it. weekend Cut you know. Cut, not cut, cut it.
4: it. It's not stare, if, cut if quick quick uh change of place. I, uh, I shouldn't use that either. I shouldn't say cut
2: it. <laughs> can
4: we can we all say real quick yeah. before we end this that uh Sean Strickland's Great idea of defending uh, hands by parrying and we're just reaching out and leaving a wide open face. Uh, he got through, knocked uh, the
1: fuck out. Through. What else is there to say? He went in there like he was going to be the next big thing and he got knocked the fuck out. His yeah. train got derailed. Like there's nothing else to say. This man talked all that shit. Talking about hentai porn he and everything shit. else, and then got like he slept. Shit, I, he I talked he a lot of shit. I thought he talked the a gang of shit.
4: Building that fight, if he had won that fight, I would thought like, man, he slid himself for sure into that Izzy fight. That not a doubt. But I mean, that was get, the next
1: fight. If Strickland would have won, that was the next fight. Yeah, but to get KO'd the way he did, man, and to talk. To What's crazy like, about the, it is the if you he, he talked. Well, what's crazy is if you watch Izzy leading up into the two days before the fight, like he said, even at the press conference, like, okay, keep thinking that you're just going to run through him because that guy beat me twice, so you're going to fuck around and find out, and then and then he woke up. You found found out. out,
2: And then he woke up.
1: You know, well, I let you guys in on some stuff, and, you know, you found out that, that's right, this Thursday Dale Patricks will be joining us. We'll see if a memory remains. Uh, But with that being said... Uh, I don't know man, quite the weekend My allergies are kicking my ass If you guys are new here, make sure you hit that like button Share the stream if uh, So somebody else can catch it and post If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button uh, Leave the comments in there Like I said, again, share it with friends Um, You know, I uh, You know, Donald's saying Dale's the man, well Donald, I need you to help us Spread the word, you know, so that people know That he's coming this Thursday Uh, A lot of stuff to talk about Definitely some more things in the web. So uh, all the more reason you need to uh, follow us on all those social medias at KO3CPod, all that stuff. Again, shout out to our sponsors, G3Payroll, Tax, and Accounting. Uh, Uncle Chase, let them know uh, how you're feeling. Let them know where they can find you. And, uh, yeah, if you got any last words. Listen, Kyle, I'm extremely famous.
3: I have, uh, you know, 10 times the following that all three of you combined. uh, They know where to follow me. Uh, I'm extremely, <laughs> I can't go on the streets anymore. This is getting ridiculous. But what I do want to say, real shit, instead of plugging my stuff while I got the time, is these guys at knockouts and three counts are real life hustlers, bro. This is no joke. I'm talking blood and guts all the way through UFC, you know, every day in event, going to their jobs. They ain't take time off of this stuff. Jordan, I know Jordan works. Uh, At five in the morning, dude, like, uh, Corey got a whole ass family. His girl seems real strict. I don't know her, but she just seems super strict. Um, you know, uh, the Kyle works at the post
4: office.
3: I disagree, but. Give it up to th- I don't know her. Uh, give it up to these <laughs> guys. I just said that. Um,
4: so socially awkward refuses to come. I don't. To events, I don't even all. know
3: you. But um, anyways, these guys <laughs> are hustlers. I really have a lot of respect for them. They're putting their lies into this podcast. Real shit. So just subscribe to that shit. Follow to it. Because they deserve it, man. These
0: guys are real life hustlers. I'll be crying, dude. It's Donald. Me-
1: I've been trying to get Corey to come out and play for months. So I mean, if if I can't make it, heaven, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Blame. Blame. This, Blame. Guy
2: Blame Blame this guy doesn't even want to go.
1: This guy doesn't even want to go to MMA fights again, even though Corey's he says he falls so, deep at Corey's MMA. He
2: gets so sick of everybody calling him out for not showing up. He's gonna throw the bangest party of the summer, dude. There you go. It's gonna be. Party. He's gonna gonna throw like the biggest party block party of summer and he's gonna just flip everybody up. Like, look at,
1: I just want want everybody to to go on Twitter and do me a favor. This needs to be how we close the show. I need all of you to go to that Twitter handle that he's got in the bottom left corner and just blow his shit up because he never wants to come to any of the shows. I hope his phone blows up for like the next (laughs) eight hours and then that way. Yeah, I feel like everybody needs to just tweet that, son of a bitch, at Fight Fan from the three one three and tell him to come out come out from under the rock like Patrick Starr. But until Patrick Starr comes out from under the rock, make sure you're checking this out this Thursday, nine PM. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. You know, we'll see if the memory remains with Dale Patrick's until next time and in between time. Hopefully my allergies won't kick my ass come Thursday. Make sure you hit that subscribe button.